Welcome to Purpose and Power, the show where heart-centered executives and leaders share their journey on becoming a more empathetic leader and discuss some of their greatest learnings and accomplishments along that journey. Here's your host, Lupe Leon. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm your host, Lupe Leon. And for this first podcast, I thought we would do something just a little bit different. So I am having Jenny Bellinger interview me, really following the format that the program will take on as we move forward. So with that, let me introduce Jenny. Jenny is a seasoned podcast host and interviewer. So I really feel honored and privileged to have her assist me with this first podcast. Jenny. Thank you so much, Lupe. I am so grateful and honored that you wanted me to help you out with this. I'm really excited to share who you are and as we move forward. So let's start out with sharing with everybody because my guess is a lot of the people who are listening right now maybe don't know who Lupe is. So tell us a little bit about Lupe Leon. Thank you. So I am Lupe Leon, Principal Advisor and Coach to Senior Managers and C-Suite Executives across multiple industries in public as well as privately held companies that are at all stages of the business cycle, including startups, scale-ups, and turnarounds. So how did you get to where you are right now? Interesting story. Never in my wildest dreams when I was in school did I imagine I would be here today. Unlike many stories of immigrant children, I came to this country when I was nearly 10 years old. My parents moved us from Mexico to the San Francisco Bay Area. And when I arrived, I did not know the language. I didn't know the culture and pretty much felt lost or really a fish out of water, if you will. My parents, and especially my mother, had a passion for learning, and they wanted to create a life for their seven children that would allow us really a life of much more possibilities and felt that education was the key to that. Both very hardworking and devoted at being the best parents that they could be, really instilled a very strong work ethic in us and also strong focus on education. So with that clear vision, if you will, I grew up knowing that whatever I did, I had to go to school, to college. And so I did. Thankfully, I had uh, opportunities. I worked really hard. And while learning and being in school was not something that came naturally to me, later I found out that I was dyslexic. Hmm. I still nevertheless applied myself with the hard work ethic that my parents modeled for me and managed to earn a master's of science from Carnegie Mellon University. Congratulations. That's awesome. And so since your graduation at Carnegie Mellon, what have you done? With regard to my education, I really gravitated much more towards economics, technology, a lot of the much more analytical, if you will, fields of study. It was what came easier to me. I started my career with 
craft foods after earning my master's degree. And I started it in what was at that time operations management. It was a management training program that I was hired into where I had the opportunity to rotate amongst different functions of the business to learn all of the different areas. And really, I started kind of as operations supervisor role. I also then went into a kind of an IT analyst role and a quality role. And then somehow I fell into a human resources role. Hmm. But before coming into the human resources role, I actually was assigned as a supervisor in production where I had 32 machinist operators at age averaging about 45. And I was working on the second shift of a cereal factory in Battle Creek, Michigan. Couldn't be a more different kind of place than what I had been in before. And I Mm. was asked to lead these 32 individuals in their work, a work that I really didn't know anything about. I was just this 20-year-old, some kid who had just graduated from college and thrown into the situation. It was probably one of the hardest things that I ever experienced. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? They meaning the people that put me in this situation as a supervisor over these 32 individuals. My full name is Guadalupe. And I got things like, what a what? Or Lupi? And so it was just really difficult, not just for me, but also for them, because they didn't know how to relate to me either. They've not really experienced an individual like myself and with my background. And so it was hard for them to connect. So Certainly, it did not make for a pleasant experience for them or me. And one day, I was just on the edge of tears. After work, I had come home thinking, oh my gosh, this is a mistake. What am I going to do? This is horrible. I don't know how to do this. What am I doing here? And I just, out of desperation at that age, I called my parents and I was crying, telling them, I don't know how to do this. What am I supposed to do? This is a mistake. In their wisdom, certainly they had never been managers or supervisors themselves, but they certainly had the experience of what it was like to be a employee or a worker. And so in their wisdom, I remember them saying, you don't have to know how to do their job. You just need to be there to make sure that they have what they need to be successful for themselves. And that really actually caused me to think. That thought gave me a sense of a lot of freedom because all of a sudden I went from, I have to know what it is that they're doing to tell them what to do to, oh, I don't have to know. I can just be there, be honest about not knowing what their job is necessarily, but really be much more focused on 
what do you need that I can get for you or that I can do for you to help you be successful in your work? And this really just shifted my thinking and my approach. Long story short, it was a time when there were quality circles in manufacturing. It was a big deal. I learned about them and I decided that I would ask my manager if I could implement the quality circles because it was a way for me to make sure that I was understanding what my team needed and how I could get that for them. And so we implemented a quality circle as a test. Well, it made such a huge difference for my team. The second shift was the lowest performing in the facility. We went from lowest performing to top performing in less than six months. And we actually not only went to top performing, but we also earned special recognition for some specific innovative work that we were able to do. My whole concept of leadership and the approach to leadership really transformed from that whole experience. Later then, when I was asked if I wanted to be in human resources, it was one of the ideas of, hmm, maybe here I might be able to make a bigger difference. Oh, that's impressive. So what else has come from that now? Because I, you know, based on what you said that that happened a while ago and there's been more time between, you know, when you stepped into that HR role and where you are now, what's happened in the world of HR for you? So for me, the world of HR is my focus has really been much more around the leadership, the organizational design, the organizational structures, frameworks that really allow individuals to be able to come into a group and or a team or an organization and find a place that they can feel safe, if you will, not just physically safe, but also psychologically safe enough to perform some of the best work ever. And so it's really been more about building the framework building the structures, the culture to achieve that. In the earlier days, when I first came into human resources, there was the concept of high-performance work systems. And high-performance work systems were all about how do we bring decision-making to the lowest level of action, meaning where action is occurring is really where you're going to have the most knowledge about the best way to approach and or resolve something. And so the word empowered was and has been used quite a bit that you are actually giving individuals in their day-to-day -day work and responsibility more say more autonomy about how they do their work. And really in doing that, you're also helping build organizations and teams in which people are feeling like they are a lot more than just a pair of hands. Certainly in the knowledge economy, we have individuals you know, who 
are using their intellect in many cases more so than their physical capabilities or brute force. But still, even within the knowledge economy, you have individuals that may be feeling like, well, they're just using my brain, right? As opposed to really engaging with the whole individual. And I remember working with a vice president from Pepsi that once told me, we want to have individuals come in, not just with their pair of hands or their brain, but we really want them to engage wholeheartedly as human beings with minds and hearts for not just the benefit of the organization, but also for the benefit of how it is that they experience their work to bring a little bit more humanity, if you will, to the workplace. And that's really important because what I do know about you is that you've come from a wide variety of industries. What are some of the industries that you've worked with? Some of, I know you've worked with a lot of executive leaders, but what are some of the types of companies that you've worked with? You just mentioned one of them, but what are some other industries? I certainly started in food and beverage consumer goods. And then I moved over to the robotics semiconductor industry, and then also have worked with software, life science, technology. And most recently, I've also done healthcare industry. Mm, So a wide variety, but most it all works out the same, though, because all of those various industries have people and they need help with or the companies need help with those, with guiding those people. And that's really what you do. So because of those companies are bringing you in because of what you're about. So what are you, Lupe, about? So really, I'm about helping create work environments and work cultures that are much more holistic and much more empathetic and really focused on being more heart-centered, if you will, such that the employees in that organization are going to experience a lot more satisfaction with their work and or their teammates. And in addition to that, the business or the organization is also going to experience or achieve much, much greater success than they would otherwise achieve if they were to follow the old traditional kind of XY carrot stick management approach. Mm. And so knowing all of this, what will the show be about? The focus of this podcast is really about those individuals that are aspiring and in practice of really creating a much more empathetic work culture and or heart center work culture, more empowering work culture for their organizations, what's worked for them, what have been some of the challenges that they've experienced, what are some of the game-changing either tools, systems, and or knowledge that they can share with others who are endeavoring in the same or similar kinds of journeys. I felt that 
while there is a lot of information out there and a lot of talk about being more empathetic organization and or leader, that there wasn't a community that really just spoke about this openly in support of one another. Mm. And so knowing that, who is the show for? Who's going to want to listen to this type of podcast? Really, it's individuals who are in leadership positions and or aspiring to be in leadership positions who want to approach leadership much more from a heart center, empathetic kind of framework and technology. And so why will they listen? It's going to help us all learn from each other about things and tools and frameworks that have worked for some of us uh, better than others in some cases about new frameworks that can be used, new ideas that can be used. I hope that while certainly there'll be a lot of the interesting philosophical conversation that we're also going to discuss a lot of pragmatic kinds of frameworks, technologies, and tools that we can apply in our efforting and or our attempts to being much more heart-centered and empathetic leaders. That sounds like a really amazing concept for people and and what they're going to get out of it. And so what will the show be like in terms of the format? It'll be much like what we're doing right now. It's really interviewing some of the executive leaders that are already working in this area and already have had experience, either challenges that we can all learn from and or successes that they can share and really allow us to learn from one another. That sounds great. And Given your breadth of experience, I'm really hoping that you'll also do some shows that are just you sharing some of those stories of what you've experienced, because I think a lot of the listeners would probably enjoy hearing how you've made some of these changes in companies that you've worked with. Yes, absolutely. So in addition to having the executives share their journey, I will also have an occasional monologue and or conversation with others that can speak to the kinds of things that can impact individuals in their leadership capabilities and performance. Wonderful. And how often can the listener expect to have a new episode? We are going to endeavor to bring you a new episode twice a month. That's good to know. Because your listeners are very busy people. And so the idea that they can set aside just a couple times a month to be able to listen to other experiences to see how they can bring that into their company is probably going to be a really good amount for them. So Lupe, it's been really wonderful getting to know you and your about your podcast. So thank you so much for having me as your interviewer. Jenny, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate your time and really look forward to the conversations uh, that I know will be really inspirational with all of the 
executives coming on and sharing their journey with us. Wonderful. So listeners, stay tuned because there's going to be some great content coming your way. And Lupe, why don't you close us out? Have a great rest of your week and look forward to having you join us for our next podcast. Thank you for listening to Purpose in Power with Lupe Leon. Be sure to check the show notes for contact information about today's guest. Connect with Lupe on LinkedIn and join an executive journey group on LinkedIn. You can also contact Lupe via her webpage at anexecutivejourney.com. <laughs>